Oh shit, sorry. Let me. You guessed it, pressure points with your two favorite comrades. I'm D. This is sweet little AJ. We're coming at you with season three, episode 16. Neither confirm nor deny. Find us on your favorite Instagram and least favorite Twitter at points o pressure. Let's get to it, cutie pies. That was a really nice uh, scripted mistake you made there. <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell anybody <laughs> that we started recording, and I said, "Wait, go back. Wait Let's a minute. <laughs> Round two. Know. It pertains. Yeah, no worries. Uh, how's your week been? Oh, not too bad. Just finished painting my kitchen for the most part, except for behind the fridge. I just hope nobody looks back there. So uh, a few days ago, I texted AJ and was like, hey, do you want to play video games? And he's all, uh, no, I'm painting. And I was like, good for him. He's exploring himself like. Expressing like, myself yeah, artistically. Expressing his, himself artistically. I was so excited. And I go, well, what are you painting? And he goes, kitchen. Because, <laughs> I just said Because kitchen. AJ's terrible at texting. <laughs> And a little bit. He just goes kitchen, and I was like, "He's painting like a kitchen." And then I go, "Oh my god, he's painting his fucking kitchen." <laughs> I'm, I'm painting a portrait of a kitchen. <laughs> so I told him he should paint his kitchen on his kitchen walls. He yeah, and I it. did. It's a mural now. No, you painted it white. You fucking racist. I did. White as I am. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Uh, uh, you have a busy week. As usual, no. God damn, what do you do? Uh, honestly, nothing. <laughs> I yeah, I know you don't like so, research for the episodes or anything. No, God, I started researching on like fucking Wednesday. Um, so generally what I do throughout the week is I scroll through like Reddit and Instagram all the time. It's the only fucking thing I do other than play video games with AJ. So <laughs> uh, this week I was just chilling in my room all week. And uh, I was scrolling through Reddit, like, for literally just 10 hours a fucking day Jesus. on end. And what I do is I save memes to show my girlfriend. We'll just sit there for, like, an hour and look at all the saved shit that I show her. Because we're dumb. And it's... You don't show me any of these memes. No, fuck you. Uh, wow. I we send, are more send... intimate <laughs> yeah. than you yeah, and her sorry. Uh, so... I save stuff and we'll just look at them. I'm like, oh, hey, here's this fucking cute dog that I know you're going to cry about. And <laughs> so today, before I came over, I was like, hey, do you want to look at memes? And she, I was like, Reddit or Instagram? She goes, Reddit. And we seriously scrolled through an hour and a half of memes. Wait, can you save for stuff one week. on? Yeah, on Reddit. On Reddit? Yeah. It's just a little like save tab. Oh, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I just download them. <laughs> Yeah, I download them onto my <laughs> Commodore 64 onto my floppy disks. Yeah. But yeah, like where it's getting close. I was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to meet up with fucking AJ today to record. And I look and it's like 3.30. It's like, oh shit. And I texted and I, you two hours earlier and, and you she didn't goes, respond. She goes, oh, we're caught up. But I was like, I have to go now. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, I didn't do a fucking thing. Beautiful. Uh, earlier though, this is really cute. Um, we're trying to set up this mic for this third mic for Lacey for the live stream, which I'll give you the details after the story. Um, so we plugged in this new mic to test it out, and it was like tasing your eardrums. Oh, it was, it was awful. hell on earth. I'm surprised that we can even hear it was one of in my speaking brain. Right now. 
Ugh, ooh wee. It's like what I imagine the bone conduction <laughs> headphones are, but like in my brain. It was like doing a marrow transplant, but with my eardrums. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I've had burst eardrums, oh. and that is as bad. Oh, dude, it was terrible. <laughs> both of us, as soon as I went to plug it in, both of us go, fuck! <laughs> so, live stream, October 30th, this coming Friday. Uh, if you want a link, by all means, DM us. I'll send you a link on Instagram, whatever. Yeah, we're not if big you... enough to actually post links yet. Yeah, we, yeah. Instagram's like, oh, you weak bitches. Uh, you only have 100 followers. Yeah, we know. Um, so if you want a link, reach out on Twitter or Instagram. I can send you the link for it. Um, if you just want to find it yourself and more empowerment to you, uh, go to our links on Twitter or Instagram and uh, go to the YouTube one. It should have parentheses that say live stream. I put it on there without your permission. I'm not sorry about it. What? You know, you, the YouTube link <laughs> is on there anyway. Yeah, I know. I just put live stream on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just How easier. dare you? Yeah. How'd you get the pa- Oh, we use the same <laughs> password for everything. Yeah, we're linked. Sucka. Um, so follow the links in our Instagram or Twitter or just slip into those saucy little DMs and uh, we'll get you the details. So... October 30th, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you're in Norway, I apologize so fucking much that we're going to be streaming at like 4 a.m. your time. I am really, I really, really fucking sorry. Um, but we'll, we'll try we'll to do have, better. We'll do yeah, some early news. Yeah, we'll something. figure something out in the future. Maybe our Christmas episode for all the, our Xmas episodes. Xmas. We'll do it a little early. Um, but yeah. Super sorry about it for anyone that's outside of the U.S. We're pieces of shit, I know. Um, but if you're interested in listening to us live, we will be getting on like 15, 20 minutes early. Um, just for like a little pre-show, making sure everything's running all right. And answering questions from the two people that watch us live. <laughs> um, but if you want to get on early and check us out, by all means, we'll be watching your comments and answering questions throughout the thing. Uh, but yeah, nice little Halloween episode. Yeah, so, looking forward to it. October thirtieth. Research. October thirtieth, six p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Check us out. Um, and if you don't catch it, we will be uploading that that episode next Monday. So. All right. We're now that that's out of the way. Yeah. A uh, surprising episode this week. AJ is not going to be doing the Soviet episode. Yeah. It Your comrade me. D's taking care of it. And that shit's going to be playing all fucking week. I've been waiting to play this soundbite for weeks. So, uh, the documentary that I watched that has to do with this episode, they at one point played, like, the old 1970s, like, they played that in the 1970s, and they had a little clip of it, and I was like, oh my god, how do I know how this fucking sounds? Like, (laughs) I know this song. AJ's gotten to me. How do I know all the words now? (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Why am I crying? (laughs) (laughs) Why do I feel so moved? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Beautiful art. So it's it's your first de-Soviet episode. I'm going to say non-AJ Soviet episode. So, in the most Soviet fashion, I'm going to start this by talking about a really rich American. (laughs) So, a lot of you probably know who Howard Hughes is. If you do not, 
then watch The Aviator starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, DiCaprio? Just kidding. How dare you? I'm, I'm sorry. Um, so it's a really, really slow-moving movie, but it's informative. Yeah, uh, I've never seen it. Yeah, no, it's, it's all right. You're not missing a lot. Oh, okay. So, so he, Howard he Hughes. starred in it? Uh, yeah, so Howard Hughes was like... Imagine if Elon Musk, Elon, if <laughs> Elon Musk, yeah, Jesus Christ. Oh. Imagine if Elon Musk didn't get into like drugs and he was more charismatic. That was Howard Hughes back in like the 1940s, 50s. Uh, big popular dude, like I said, billionaire. And uh, like he was known for being a director and just essentially this ridiculous philanthropist. Like the dude had money all over the place. He loved aviation. Um, oh, like that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was an aviator. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was best friends with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, that's Canon right now. BFFs. Yeah. Best buddies. Uh, definitely in the thirties. Um, in 1938, he actually, Flew around the world in 91 hours. He set the record for it. Oh, he took that record away from Nellie Bly? Well, she didn't fly. She went by boat. Well, she went around the world. She went around the world. Fuck you. Yeah, but uh, he flew. Why'd you ruin my joke? Fuck you, because I hate you. Ah, okay. Uh, So, uh, one of his favorite pastimes was crashing planes and (laughs) killing his friends in them. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Did that happen more than once? Uh, I think it was... Twice. Uh, there was once he crashed. Uh, I have no idea where. I didn't take notes on it. I don't give a fuck. But uh, he crashed and, like, they dropped somebody off. And then he was like, cool, we'll fly out of here. Crashed it into a bay and fucking killed her. Yeah, he survived, though. But he Thank survived. Thank God. Oh, good. Thank God the rich person survived. Oh, fucking good. Fucking asshole. So, uh, in the 70s, 1973, he came out. And said he was interested in uh, manganese mining in the ocean. Uh, Yeah, I know. Super weird. But at the time, it was really just like everyone was like, oh, Howard Hughes up to another silly thing. Much like Elon Musk being like, I'm going to launch a Tesla into space. And everyone's like, okay. "Okay." (laughs) Yeah. So Howard Hughes, he was just kind of like he was well known for kind of this just bullshittery and people were like isn't oh, that what we're known for no we're not known oh shit <laughs> so it was just he, the, the dude would just spend billions wherever the fuck he wanted to and people would just shrug their shoulders and go on about their day he's like okay um so segue into the next little subject and mainly what this episode is about uh in the 30 in like the late 40s so post world war ii uh, Soviet Russia. Oh, I thought you oh. hit the button. <laughs> so, Sorry, I dropped the ball. <laughs> so Soviet Russia had made a submarine called the K-129. And yes, I have beat your ear off about it. Yes, not you, your dick. you've asked me because eight times in the past two months. Because I'm so amazed that I know one thing, <laughs> one about, thing about Soviet, Soviet Russia that AJ doesn't know. It's like, <laughs> it's, it feels it's, like I've succeeded. Eh. Uh, and even I wouldn't then, call this success. I I, uh, I know one very little fact, like just <laughs> one thing. a five-year stint <laughs> during the Cold War 
about Soviet Russia in AJ's vast knowledge. But I feel mm. proud of myself. So uh, they sent this sub, the K-129, out on patrol missions in the Pacific Ocean. Now, they would kind of like bounce the border because the U.S. will have essentially like sonar readers, more or less. This yeah. is a really, really layman's term for all of this shit. I'm not explaining it as in-depth as I should be, but what do you expect? I'm D on pressure points. So essentially they have like these areas where it's like, okay, the U.S.'s sonar can only go so far from Hawaii and from California. So without them thinking that we're about to invade, we can patrol along like... We can get close without. Yeah, we can get suspicion. we can get close before we show up on their radars. So they would run these little patrols to keep an eye out for like, well, it's the Cold War in the sixties. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, missile movements. Exactly. Yeah, and so they they would run these these routes for years. And the K one twenty nine was kind of this secret project that the Soviets had put together. It was a submarine that not very many people knew a lot about. And the U.S. wanted intel on it. Obviously, during the Cold War, they're like, we need to find everything out about the Soviets so we can. And so oh. K-129 was one thing that, like, they didn't really know about. And okay. so they were kind of just sitting on, like, the Russians had really solid secret information. Is this like the, like the submarine that Yuri Geller was able to, or was it Ingo Swan, who was able to identify and locate? Um, if that if those names don't sound familiar to you, then maybe it's not. not. I also don't have a lot of names for this. Okay, no, you're good. So, um, maybe Yuri Geller. Geller. No, I I've been talking about him a lot recently. Maybe I I'm not sure. Okay, but in D fashion and my expansive research of the one documentary that I watched for this, uh, <laughs> and I'm the gonna, Wikipedia, I'm gonna go with no, and the and the the one Wikipedia and Reddit posts that I read about it. Uh, so. <laughs> Like I said, super, super secretive, kind of notorious within the, uh, like, Soviet war community. Uh, they had sent it out in, uh, I think it was February 1968, right around there. And they were supposed to have a mission that lasted until May. So they would do regular check-ins. Uh, K-129 would just send a signal back, say, hey, all's well. No fucking American pieces of shit here. Uh, communism's still great. We're a-okay. Everything sounds good. Yeah, every every couple of weeks kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So Soviets are expecting that. But from February to March, they don't get any contact from the K-129. And they're like, well, what the fuck? Like, they're supposed to be reaching out to us. So in March, they sent out a signal and uh, essentially a message that was just like, hey, you need to respond. Call your mother. She's worried about you. <laughs> yeah, they sent out a dad text, which is big news. Okay. Uh, a dad text that's more than okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they sent it out, and they didn't get anything back. So the Soviets sent a ship out there, and they sent planes over. It was like the uh, 180 longitude line is where they should have been, and that's where they were like, we're pretty sure that's where we lost contact. So they sent a ship out there, and they sent a plane out. U.S. got word that that was happening, and they were like, oh, what the fuck? So they sent somebody out too, and they saw that like these, they're just basically doing like not even really a patrol. It looks like they're looking for something. 
So the U.S. is like, okay, well, what the fuck? And Let's take a look. Yeah. So the U.S. was like, if they're looking for something, it's likely at the bottom of the sea. Well, yeah, I think yeah. that's a so <laughs> that's a good notion. Yeah, the United States made ah uh, man, I didn't get the fucking name for it, but they basically fitted a submarine with like a shit ton of cameras. And at the time, that's big in the fucking late sixties. It's yeah. just you're strapping cameras onto a submarine. They take the submarine out and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go to these spots and we're just gonna take a ton of pictures." Mm-hmm. Now. They took a shit ton of of photos, and uh, one of the guys in the documentary, which I will say what the documentary is towards the end, but he was like, it's like a lot of the photos, you'd look at them, and it looked like somebody took a picture of an elephant from close up. But if you put all the photos together, you see that it's an elephant. And he was like, we put all these photos together, and we saw the K-129 at the bottom of the seabed just destroyed. But, like, two-thirds of it was still intact. And so they're, like, dope. Like, Let's how the fuck it. can we get intel on this thing? Because they could they saw one little piece of it, and they had some intel that a uh, Russian sub had nuclear missiles on it, nuclear, nuclear torpedoes, but they didn't know for sure. Mm-hmm. So they're, like... Okay, well, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I think th- this is the era where they s- both sides started to experiment with nuclear submarines, like yes. nuclear-powered submarines, nuclear-armed submarines. Like, they were a big fucking deal. Yeah, I mean, nuclear energy at that point was just taking off. Uh, so, U.S. sees it, and they're like, we need this fucking... Like, now. Yeah, we need they're this looking immediately. So, uh, the submarine, so the K-129 had sunk into a depth of 16,000 meters. And oh, is that all? No, yeah, only six, or sorry, sixteen thousand feet, uh, which is four point nine kilometers. No big deal. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, it's only a five k. Yeah, I could run that. It would only take me four days. <laughs> it would only take me four days to walk my happy ass over there. So, uh, Russia initially was like, "Well, nobody's really ever gone lower than like a thousand feet, so who gives a fuck?" Kind of. Yeah, like, they're, they're not going like, to get it. Yeah, they're like, "U.S. isn't going to get it. It's secure at this point. We'll worry about it when we need to worry about it." So they're like, yeah, it's water under the board. It's water over the sub. Who cares? <laughs> water under the sub yeah. bridge. <laughs> so, uh, uh, in Russia, they attempted to, but they were like, if we can't get to it, the U.S. isn't going to be able to get to it. Yeah. And they tried in 1968, and it was just fruitless. So bring in the CIA. Because Always. It's, fun, it's the Cold War. Like, in, in United States fashion... Why not bring in the CIA? The CIA always moves in. Yeah. So as I was talking, and I'm sure you're like, "What the fuck is Howard Hughes' role in this?" It'll. I, I know it'll connect. Yeah. I'm gonna drop it. So, uh, Howard Hughes didn't come up with the idea in 1973 to do the manganese mining. What had happened? Oh, I was see it. I see the, it all. Like Sorry. the CIA had sent a ship out, and they found out that. There was manganese around it. There was like, they're like, we can do manganese mining. Uh, we can use that as our cover story. And they were like, but we can't pay for this. We can't, like the U.S. government can't be like, hi, we're going to start doing ocean mining. Yeah, the government itself. We're going to start ocean mining where the Soviets know we've fucking like 
Yeah, that's where we very... found a sub. So uh, U.S. sus vote yeah, off. Yeah. So they reach out to Howard Hughes, and they say, "Hey, we need you to come out and say that you're doing this." And through like four different routes, we're going to get you billions of dollars. Oh yeah, because uh, are 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 they saying we're going to give you billions of dollars? Because not only is he mining the metal, which you can then sell. But there are recovery like bounties. None of it was on... about mining. That was strictly a cover story. They oh, so they're not actually going. Well, oh, I was like, when in Rome, may as well. Yeah, be exactly, but like, there yeah. there are like recovery fees and things like that if you provide like really good fucking intel to the to the government. Oh yeah, they'll just pay you a shitload of money. And I'm sure, like, I'm sure they probably were like, hey, we will pay you for that. And they came out with like, oh, whatever. Yeah, they need a contract but, somewhere. Yeah, the biggest thing was that this could not be represented as a government like entity that's going out to this specific coordinate. Yeah, if if the if Russia says sees CIA <laughs> ships, ships yeah. with big CIA letters going there, they know the jig is up. If Exactly. If they see a philanthropic, you know, millionaire or something. Oh, was he a millionaire really? at that point? Uh, I think it was a billion, yeah. I think it was a billion. A billion at the in the sixties? Seventies, I think. 70s? I mean, dude, he was he I don't was know, extremely rich. Let's say yeah. hundred millionaire. Yeah. He was a ten thousand heir. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it makes sense that they would the Russians yeah. would obviously, well, hopefully at that point, know, okay, there is this metal here. They're like, Maybe of course, it's a coincidence. of course the Americans are working with someone rich. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? So, uh, Howard Hughes announces this huge project called the Glomar Project, the Glomar Expedition. And they're going to create the Glomar Explorer. Uh, now, they brought on a ton of engineers like that knew how to do mining, that knew how to do, like, deep-sea missions because the U.S. had sent, like, they had sent people out to basically get, like, sediment tests from different parts of the ocean mm-hmm. across the like world. Like samples and shit? Yeah, so they kind of knew who to reach out to. So they found this little team of dudes. All of them in this documentary are just old, and it's hilarious. Now, the documentary is called Project Azorian. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, that's what this project was. Is It's the Azorian project. And it is so much more ridiculous than I can ever explain it. Like, you have to just see the footage of some of this shit. And it's like, what the fuck? Was it just like over the top? or? Well, yeah. Because they're having to go deeper. They're having to go deeper than any man's gone in, his in, in the world. In his entire career. <laughs> they're going deeper than any man's gone. Uh. So, like, they had fashioned, and I'm not going to get into all the, like, the engineers and specifics of all of this, but basically the idea was that they were going to send this big rig that they sink down to the ocean floor, that it's got these four legs. It rests at the ocean floor, and then there are eight claws that come out, and the claws scoop underneath the submarine hold it in place, and then they have pipes that are constantly, like, twisting to keep them tight, and they raise it back up. We're talking, like... Uh, so it's a giant, like, that the claw game. Yeah, so... The arcade yeah, claw game. Yeah, exactly that. It's, <laughs> it's the 100% ocean. the claw, except for the fact that, like, they know what they're trying to get, and... And it's not They're spending a scam? millions of dollars to do it. Jeez. Now, the thing is, K-129 weighed like 4,000 tons, which is like fucking 
like yeah, two a, million pounds. It's boy. a ton. That's more than me. Yeah, I know. Surpri- it's more than us combined. Whoa. Uh, so, Damn, that really puts things in perspective. So when you have to pick up something that heavy, you also have to lower something that's crazy heavy. Yeah, so I was they have say, a ship. They also have to fight against yeah. the water. Yeah. The weight so of the water on there. They have a ship that's carrying this like two million pound, and I have no idea how much that is in kilograms, but uh. It's like it. two million pound fucking rig, like uh, arcade claw <laughs> that's gonna go down and pick up another two to four million pound item, like submarine. Oh my god! And bring it up almost th- or over three miles up, like that's a uh, nine hundred and seven thousand one hundred eighty four kilograms. Thank you. <laughs> so they come up with this ridiculous idea of if we build a barge that is like completely secret like no windows whatever but we're building it out on the ocean people are just gonna think like whatever they're mining yeah it's a mining thing but it's just this fucking barge that's out by uh it's like down in southern california just just a little bit down from uh san diego So, they build, like, and when I say barge, it's not, like, the size of a house. Like, literally imagine, like, a hangar at an Air Force base. Like, this is fucking huge. That's what they're building this huge device in, is they're building this device because you can't just, like, start building what you said is a mining boat and secretly you're building this other thing down below. Like, you can't, you can't do, it's just not going to work. So, they build the boat, but on the bottom side of the boat, it's like if you just cut out, like, a rectangle, like a fucking cube, and just took that out so that bottom of this boat, completely empty. They have this huge bay area. Now, the barge that they're working on, that they've now finished this device, is, just happens to fit perfectly inside that ship. Wow. So... To cover their story as to why this, like, mining ship would even go down to where they're working on the barge is that it was for a photo op for Howard Hughes, one of his other fucking yachts, which was just well known. Like, people were like, oh, my God, Howard Hughes has a yacht. Now it's like everyone has a fucking yacht except for us. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Could you imagine the PP yacht? Dude, I, we, I'd live out there. I don't give a fuck. Oh, Yeah. Um, we, we could be pirates. <gasps> yar, pee-pee pirates. Yar. Pirate podcasters. Yar. That's a pee-pee. Yeah. Pirate podcasters. Yeah. yeah. All Pressure right. We're points. rebranding. Pressure points pirates. PPP. Your voice cracks so <laughs> I good. I did. I'm just excited. Um, that'll be our first purchase. <laughs> when yes. we make it big, and we'll do the, the yacht episode, and then we'll kill ourselves for being the 1%. <laughs> yep. Um, so- Howard Hughes has a, a yacht down there, so they're going to bring the Glomar uh, Explorer down take a picture, whatever. They're like, oh, yeah, it's a big deal. So they release this giant rig that is just fucking ridiculous. Like, it looks like it has three skyscrapers on this thing, dude. Damn. Um. So they take it over there. But two days before they're even going to leave, they have to start sinking this barge because you can't just, like, Somehow lift a boat and drop it on top. Yeah, you've got to get it under. So they flood the entire barge. It sinks down to the bottom of the ocean. And they're, like, blocking off people from, like, 
diving close to it. They're like, we don't want anybody to know. Whatever. Takes two days for that thing to fully sink and get filled with water. And, like, they had this little system to keep it upright. So, uh, the ship comes over it. They line everything up. And they start to fill it back up. And they line up the little ropes and hoist this bad boy up into the ship. They now have the barge, the entire barge with this device, in the bottom of the Glomar Explorer, Explorer without anyone fucking knowing That's that they just shit. picked up two million pounds of metal. Jesus. They go over, do their little photo op. Nobody thinks anything otherwise, and they head out to their location. Now, they were worried because they're like, we... We know the coordinates, but it's going to be hard to get there with, like, obviously when you're on a boat. So they have this whole system for, like, they shoot down, like, previously the CIA had gone, and they shot down little, like, uh, nodules around where the uh, where the sub was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, you just have to make sure that you're lined up with these. These are going to give off a, a signal to your sonar so that you know exactly where your ship needs to be. When you drop the claw. <laughs> so, uh, it's seriously, they're out at sea for two months working Holy on this. Because, shit. dude, it takes them like four days just to lower this fucking claw down three miles. Yeah, it's insane. Because, I mean, they have like these pipes that are like 45 feet long, 60 feet long or something. And that's like they're adding a pipe and it twists it into place, keeps lowering. It gets to a certain point. They add in another pipe. And that's what's suspending this fucking claw. Jesus. Yeah. It's like I like I said, I can't even get into the specific the specifics. Uh, specifics soft, soft of the like the engineering and shit that went behind this because it's just so immaculate. But they send this claw down. It takes days and around the same time. A Soviet sh- ship comes up. Oh, no. And the jig is up. A Soviet chopper is raised up, and he's just flying around, taking pictures of this crew. A lot of these guys aren't military trained because they're just, they're yeah, like, they're just we're just, he, like, we're engineers, we're ship crew. Director boy just hired me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so a lot of these guys are like, uh, we don't have weapons on board even because- if they come on board, there shouldn't be really any evidence of what's below them other than what's actually below them. Like, everything else is like, we don't have weapons. We don't have anything yeah, that it says looks, otherwise. It yeah. looks incognitous. Yeah. It looks like they're a fucking mining ship otherwise. So, these, this chopper flies around and just takes pictures. And it's like, they do this for a couple days. Soviets are like, what the fuck? And then this ship leaves. The next day... This little tugboat rolls up, and it's just covered with people. And, like, uh, one of the guys they were interviewing goes, there's a girl that's on the tugboat that, like, all of us sailors were like, ooh. And they're like, there were two women, and we're pretty sure that they were just trading dresses back and forth every day. I have no idea why. (laughs) They were trying to hide the fact that it was the same two women. No, I don't fucking know. But. I, it sounds like it sounds what like you're just like what the fuck? fuck. That's such a weird detail to remember. <laughs> yeah, it's just this tugboat was around for like almost two weeks, and and it was just going around this ship. Yeah, it's just or... chilling. They're basically just like <laughs> I'd like to think that they're like 
oh, uh, we're not the Soviets. We're just uh, people that are interested in what you're doing. And they're like, there were times where they got within a 50 feet of this fucking rig that I kid you not is probably like a half a mile long. This thing is Jeez. huge. And so they tell people like, get away, get farther back. Yeah, we're mining here. Because we're if that- We're walking here. Here's the thing. If that two million pound block below them breaks off- Yeah, I was going to say. They're going to come up. Yeah. And if, the oh. wave and pressure that comes up when they come back down, they're going to suck that tub tugboat under them and kill everybody on board. <laughs> so they're like, like it, get away, get away. Plus the tension from the yeah. pipes. Like if those snap, they can go anywhere and yeah. just slice through that exactly. water. So um, they, this tugboat, like I said, around for almost two weeks. Definitely Soviet. They're just like, motherfucker, like we can't pull it all the way back up. So they get it all the way down to the bottom. They get it secured. They're like, all right, perfect. But the like sediment around the sub was way harder than they expected it to be. So one of the arms breaks off. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah. So one of the claws is gone. <laughs> so they're like, it's okay. We've secured the, like they had a little net attachment that secures the missile in place. And The missile or the sub? Uh, there's a missile that's exposed that oh, they're okay. like, we don't want this to fall out and blow up and fucking kill <laughs> That's us. a good point. Yeah. Um, so they start to bring it back up and they're doing fairly well. They're like, awesome. Everything's going great. They're having daily meetings, like making sure everybody's on the same page that the people raising it and like everything is running perfectly does it's it go great. into how they raise it is it just like pulling those pipes back up using an engine or? yeah so what happens is the pipes have threads on them and they're kind of like a uh, conal threads okay and like i said they're constantly twisting clockwise so that they stay tightened mm -hmm. um so as they raise it they pull these pipes up and as a pipe comes up they unlock it and remove it and then unlock the next one and remove it. And mm -hmm. it's just this, like, ridiculous, like, hydro, uh, uh, fuck, uh, hydraulic-powered okay. rig that's just- So it's hydraulics. Pumping Crazy. up over and over, yeah. Damn, that's a lot of power. Yeah, because they're, like, they had to base the entire design off of, like, an oil, like a- A, a mining rig. An ocean mining rig, yeah, which was yeah. where they got a lot of these guys. So, they're getting it up there. It's getting closer and closer, and uh, <clears throat> one of the, like they've gotten it up about nine thousand feet, so they've come up almost two miles. They're like, okay, so we're far doing so good. fine, and all of a sudden they just f everyone says they feel like there's an earthquake on oh, board. Oh fuck! And they're like, what the fuck? So. They have little cameras on this device, on this claw that's taking pictures of everything. And they go down and they look at the pictures and they're like, well, what the fuck? Like, it's still there. Everything's still there. We're fine. The thing is, the ca the camera only sends the pictures up every so often, every like yeah. hour or so. So everybody's just huddled around these these pictures and they're like, what Waiting the fuck? Waiting for the next what one. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? So an hour goes by. They get their picture back. More than half of what they initially planned to secure has cracked off. Oh, shit. Including the missile that they tried to secure. Oh. And, like, two or three of the leg, like, the claws have broken, like, completely broken off and fallen down to the sea. And they're like, 
we've got to get this fuck like what we have left we have to get up yeah we've lost so, too much already yeah and they were like we're worried like that they're gonna say our mission is a failure and we're all just gonna get fucking murdered <laughs> so they keep raising it and they have like their idea is okay when we have it at like 500 feet below sea level we're gonna stop and we're gonna wait until this fucking tugboat leaves because they're like if any of them are divers and they go down and this thing's 25 feet down and they're it's this fucking it. two, two million pound thing, they're going to see it and they're going to report back and hello world war fucking three. Yeah. I, I guess that makes sense with the, like the pneumatic pipes and things that that would be something similar to ocean mining, collecting samples. And yeah, things. exactly. Like imagine just sense, like a, so. like, like when you look at the rig, it looks like it would be. An ocean mining, like yeah, perfectly, that makes because sense. It's I was trying just, to think about how they would hide those. all these pipes down, and then you're pulling all the pipes back up. Um, super, super ridiculous. Like I think you would like it, and you should check it out. I will. I will. Really cool. But um, so they're just sitting there at 500 feet below sea level, waiting for this fucking tugboat with just civilian-looking spies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the back of this tugboat is fucking loaded. There are probably 30 people on the back of this tugboat. Incognito. Yeah, and they're just all looking at this ship. They're like, oh, this is fine. So they're just waiting and waiting. The same day that they get it up to 500 feet, at like like later that night, they're like, okay, once it hits nighttime, we're going to pull this thing up because it's going to be hard as hell for them to see. We'll shut off all the lights down there, and we'll just raise it up. Mm-hmm. So it's getting late. Sun hasn't quite gotten down. But they're watching this tugboat, and they just hear boom, 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 and the tugboat starts to head away. The three little horns is a marine symbol for, like, we're off. Like, see you later. Like, okay, peace. <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God. They're fucking leaving. Oh, finally. We can get this thing up here. So they pull it up, secure it, close the fucking bay doors on the bottom of this ship. And everyone's like, yeah, we we did it. We got up like what we could. It's not as much as we were hoping. <laughs> but it was something. But it works. And a lot of the crew is like, we did it. But they can't go in and see because this is a CIA protected submarine. Yeah, I was going to say it's potentially These are government powered. secrets. Yeah. Like they can't see what they, they can't go in there. Yeah. So uh, one of the guys is like, there were hundreds of us on, like not hundreds, but there were a ton of us on board. And maybe only 15 people got to see what was down there. He's like, I was one of them. So they go down. They start taking samples. They're like, oh, everything's looking okay. Unfortunately, it's not as much as we were hoping. But, like, we managed to secure two of the missiles. Okay. But the two missiles that they had gotten, the two nuclear missiles that they've gotten, have eroded open. Ooh, I was going to say radiation. At the bottom of the sea. Yep. Now, I found out that uh, in the sea, like, if, like, when those busted open, it's not like the whole sea is completely fucking radiation. No. It's, water is actually more protective, and it forces the radiation and everything to sink to the bed. Yeah. And then kind of keeps it all together. I mean, it sucks for anything living on the bed, but. Yeah, really, though. Um, So, they're immediately just like, uh, we need to start taking like we gotta fucking go so take some potassium iodide yeah. <laughs> fucking go yeah 
So they start putting on like all these fucking like hazmat suits and everything. And they say, we need volunteers because we don't know how fast this is going to erode. My, this is before Chernobyl. They have no idea yeah, how this they, shit this really works. This is all works. new shit. So they're like, yeah, throw on your fucking masks and shit. And we'll just start documenting anything that we can find for intel. Uh, the walls of this K-129, uh, before any radioactive uh, effects or whatever, they were two inches thick of solid steel around this whole sub. And, like... They were saying that it was one of the most advanced submarines to be made at the time. They're just like, this is insane. We need intel on this. So they're looking, and they're not finding, like, much. But they find a pressurized chamber. Ooh, there we go. So they open up the pressurized chamber, and they find what appears to have been six bodies that have all been affected by radioactive shit. Mind Ooh. you, this thing has been sunk for over five years. So these bodies are just sitting with radioactive materials in there. They said that there were like they had traces of plutonium, not oh, from fuck. the not from the fucking missiles. And they end up finding like some notes on it. They get some intel and they're like, it's better than nothing, but like they're just like, we'll recover everything that we can. And they have yeah. six like decade <laughs> Russians. Yeah. Uh, so they pull all of them out. They take all the pictures they need to, and they head back into the U.S., back over to the U.S. And, um, like, the CIA is happy with what they've gotten. But uh, a reporter a couple of years later comes out and finds out about this project because someone had raided, like, there were two people that were robbed um howard hughes business in la and they had found something that said project jennifer reported it back to the soviet union and soviets were like project jennifer they're going to recover something we don't know what it is and then this like slowly starts to come out more and more project jennifer is confirmed now the cia when asked about project jennifer is like and this is actually the uh because of the title of the episode they say we can neither confirm nor deny. And that was the very first time that the CIA had used that term was we can neither confirm nor deny that we were involved in this. And it held up in court. It, and it's actually called the Glomar exemption, uh, that term. And CIA was like, it, uh, we can't really confirm anything, whatever. And uh, these guys that were involved in it were just like, they were pissed. They're like, we haven't been able to tell anybody about this. And somehow some idiot fucked up. And now everyone knows. So in 2011, I think, uh, they opened the records and they said, yeah, this is like, we got this ship. Like, this is what was found. Um, and they, uh, I believe it was sent to the Russians that they had found uh, six bodies of like, Six Soviet bodies, and this was back in the 70s. They were like, oh, yeah, we found six Soviet bodies in a seabed, whatever. So 90 miles off of the coast of Hawaii, they played the song, <gasps> and they buried these guys in a fucking lead-lined box. Not bet. And just 
basically sent that like a video more or less to the Soviets and were like, hey, look, we respected these guys that we found, these bodies. I'm gonna keep it playing. Yeah, you can. It's only um, three minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, like. I mean, slightly yeah. successful mission. However, the Soviets were like, "How the fuck did this thing sink?" Like, that was my next question. Yeah. Was so they recovered some intel. They found the bodies. They found some notes. Hopefully, if they knew their death was coming, they would have documented it. Or there's something we can figure out about why it sunk. So the initial idea from the Soviets was that it was a United States vessel that was headed over to Japan had clipped the top of the K-129 and it destroyed the sail and the ship sunk down. Everyone died inside. But the problem is that like when they should have gotten their signal, like when they were like this, but probably sank, that vessel from the U.S. was actually in Japan and hadn't they hadn't even crossed over that area. Uh, and they were like, well, there's no way that it would have been this anyway. And where you guys are saying that it would have hit, there's no damage to that part of the submarine. Or to the ship? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, oh, it was, it was yeah, a yeah. submarine. Yeah. The U.S. Yeah. It was a U.S. submarine oh, that, that they said it clipped it. Yeah. Oh, because okay. they were like, it would have been off the radar. And it's like, no, it wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Two inches of steel yeah. all the way around. In there. the 60s. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Uh, so... Uh, the U.S. threw that out the window. They were like, no, there's no way that that's what it was. So uh, the Russians didn't like this idea, but some people were like, well, maybe there was a mutiny. Maybe people said, you know what? Like, we shouldn't be getting this close to U.S. like sonar reads. We shouldn't be going into this part and caused all these problems. Somebody activates something by accident. Somebody wants to attack the U.S. Somebody doesn't, whatever. And there's an incident. One of the missiles is malfunctioning or whatever. It explodes. They die. There are so many different ideas. Nobody has any idea of how this thing sunk. I like to think that they didn't plan ahead and they didn't quite understand nuclear technology. You really think that the Russians understood nuclear technology before (laughs) fucking Chernobyl? They barely understood it during Chernobyl. I think that they probably didn't have their missiles as, like, prepared and, like, safe as they expected. And it very likely either deteriorated something and caused a leak. One of them misfired. One of them activated somehow. Just blew a hole in the side. This bad boy sunk and it was nobody's fault. It was just a really unfortunate incident. Was this submarine, did the submarine have a nuclear reactor by any chance or was it just um, the nuclear missiles? I think I it's too know. early for the nuclear reactor. Yeah, I think sub. it was just the missiles. So I would, I would probably second that. The, there was, especially with the irradiated bodies. Yeah. The bottom of the ocean. In the pressurized chamber. Yeah. There, they, there was probably just improper shielding. They started to get sick. I could see you that. You can't yeah. with with advanced stages of radio uh, radiation poisoning. It's not like you can operate a submarine that has so many moving parts that you, yeah, you're so not many people to have to be doing that. Straight so they probably well. just sunk. Yeah, <laughs> they all just got sick, so sick that they couldn't do anything and sunk. But yeah, it's unfortunate because it's it was a pressurized container, but it had been there for so long. If we were able to get it. Like fairly quickly, and 
autopsy those bodies, we could figure out. Yeah. Did they die from radiation? Did they die from just the pressure? Did we? Did they die from lack of oxygen? Like. Yeah, there's so many the different key. things that they could have learned from it, but they just couldn't because of the time. Yeah. Uh. So it's like it's really cool. Like I said, Project Azorian on Amazon Prime. Definitely, definitely check it out. Uh, they go way more in depth. The interviews that they have are really fucking awesome. They you have, know, they have a couple of old old engineers. Oh hell yeah! That are just like smart ass dudes and they're it's it's a fun cool it's a fun one experience yeah so i i wonder do you think they they uh the u.s probably just launched a torpedo at them and sunk them it's like screw these guys and then the aliens came by and shot them with a death ray no don't play it uh not that one okay it wasn't the bad one ah fuck you stop <laughs> uh the thing is that like Although they didn't get the full, like, two-thirds of the sub, they still only got, like, a third of it. But that changes how Russia now has to build their subs. Yeah. That completely changes everything because Russia's, like, they went over after and they did their own scans and they saw that, like, like, everything's kind of mixed up afterwards. And they're like, well, we know that Howard, Howard Hughes' little fucking ship was out there. Um... So the Russians knew that it was the Americans that had something to do with it. Yeah. They just didn't know how. Um, and so it completely threw them for a loop. They're like, now we can't recreate another K-129. We have to change how we make ourselves. Yeah, it was, this was our cutting edge new shit. Now we have to make a new thing for the new thing. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, K-129. Uh, super. Like, I wasn't expecting it to really go that route, but it was... Yeah. The the biggest and most OG claw, claw machine game. claw game ever made. You heard it. You heard it here. You heard it here. You heard it here. Well, let's get some Taco Bell. Yeah, let's go fuck up our insides. Oh yeah. We'll catch you guys on Friday. Remember, October thirtieth, six p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We'll be on fifteen twenty minutes before. If you need a link, reach out. If you need more info, reach out. I can do the math and tell you what time it's going to be wherever the fuck you live. Just send me your address and all of your personal information, like your social security number and your favorite credit card. Yeah, credit card, uh, the, the <laughs> expiration date, the little code on the back. Yeah, if you don't want to talk to us, that's just fine. Um, link in our bio will have the YouTube link. We will be streaming on YouTube. Uh, and, yeah, uh, you got anything? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I want to say thanks. To all the patrons, if you're wanting to be a patron, there's a link below. Um, you get a whole bunch of fun stuff, discounts in our uh, our little our little store, rep rep the PP. Our little uh, sloppy seconds. Show. Oh yeah, we we've got another another podcast. It's a short, super short yeah, just episode. Just fun things. Us just fucking around, really. Yeah, just having a lot of fun with it. We'll better get to know you. And uh, <laughs> I think we have six episodes out yeah, now. Yeah, something like that. Uh, you know. Check that out. Uh, thanks to Nordic Thunder, Sweet Tea, Dark Runner, Haley, and Casey McFacey. Oh, thank you, guys. I and appreciate it. Yeah, we'll... Uh, catch you next week, bitches. Catch you on the flip side. Oh, fuck Fucking off. kill me. Get the fuck out of here. We'll see you guys.